0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. It is currently 525 a.m. East Coast time. It is Wednesday, November 13th. We have a seven-game NBA slate to break down today. But before we get into that, if you are new here, welcome to the channel and the podcast. My name is Sal I do indeed cover daily fantasy sports in the NFL, NBA, WNBA, and the MLB streets. Before we get into this, linked up down below, you can check out a ton of free stuff. There's some free strategy guide giveaways. Um, You can look at those. I have my exclusive Patreon content. If you are interested in learning more about that, you can click the link down below. My NBA projections are over there as well as all of in the far majority of my NFL content outside of YouTube in the podcast. And then my social medias are also linked up down below at Salvetri DFS on Twitter and Salvetri on Instagram. And then I just want to shout out Fantasy Draft for revolutionizing the way that you do play daily fantasy sports. They're getting rid of a break. They have. You can just have subscription packages, or if you only play $100 a month or so, then you don't have to pay anywhere. It's 0% maintenance fees. It's all, nothing's coming out of it. Uh, $1 in, $1 out for you if you're um, doing that way. And then if you want to play, pay a subscription package, you're paying like a 1% fee compared to 10 to 15%, getting skimmed off the top of your entries in DraftKings and FanDuel. So there are upsides to DraftKings and FanDuels, bigger prize pools, bigger nights that you could potentially hit on, more action you can get down, but a lot more money is coming out of that because of all of that. It's kind of just recycled back in and away, whereas Fantasy draft slowly starting to build out, and it doesn't seem like this is a, a, a scheme to just get people on the door, right? It's not a marketing ploy because they literally built their business on subscription package around rake-free, so it seems as if this is a long-term fix for the rake-high rake in this industry, so seems like they actually care. So be sure to check that out. Um, Definitely cool linked up down below is the link to fantasy draft. People have been asking for a promo code. They don't do any promo codes because they have free rake or rake free DFS. It's already saving you like 10 to 15 percent built in. But if you do click that link, it is tracked from this channel slash podcast, and it will show them, hey, they came from Sal. Maybe we should keep advertising on his channel. And it obviously helps me as a creator. So that all said, let's get into the video. Seven games. I will also be on the Awesome Channel today at 9.30 a.m. with Josh Engelman talking about this slate for probably about an hour to an hour and a half. Starting in Memphis, Grayson Allen remains out. He's doubtful, actually, but remains out with an ankle um, injury here. Uh, Marco Goodrich and Dylan Brooks should continue to see bump, especially Marco Goodrich. Uh, moving to Minnesota, nothing really major here. Gordon, Jordan Bell is going to be out. He's been playing um, somewhere in the mid-teens in minutes. It'll help Vonley and, and Gorgie Jane off the bench as backups to Carl Anthony Towns, but nothing really major there. Amari Spellman and Golden State. I'm going to filter this um, actually rather briefly by team so we can get all the teams to come through at the same exact time. And we can hit on... All of them. Cool. So it filtered a different way, but we'll be able to go through this. So starting with Boston, Daniel Tice, doubtful with a finger injury. It's going to help Ennis Cantor, who um, just he played six minutes in the last game, and he absolutely just teased everybody who thought he was going to play way more than that so six minutes in the last game that should surely come up uh, 21.8 minutes per game for daniel tice and since Cantor was out he was playing closer to 28 to 30 minutes per game robert williams the backup center who's just been absolutely dominant in the pick and roll michael gallagher via twitter if you follow him at all fantastic nba uh, analyst and somebody who just posts a ton of clips every single time robert williams has a pick and roll dunk he posts it and it seems to be multiple times a game and also grant williams so going back to Golden State, you have Amari Spellman. He is doubtful with the ankle injury. Marquise Chris, Eric Pascal, Willie Cauley-Stein, the people who will benefit. But Amari Spellman seeing minutes like 12 to 15, sometimes 16 minutes per game. Very uneventful minutes. So those will actually help him move around. Maybe gives the biggest bump to Willie Cauley-Stein in terms of other people playing him off the court for a couple of minutes. And Damian Lee is likely to miss at least two weeks um, with a With a hand injury, I think he fractured his hand or sprained it. So Alec Burks, Jordan Poole, Glenn Robinson III should be the main benefactories from that. Probably Jordan Poole the most to stabilize his minutes around 30. Similar things can probably be said for Alec Burks, especially if he remains in the starting lineup. In Houston, there's actually a lot of important notes here in Houston. Facing the Clippers today, who might actually get Paul George back, we'll talk about that in a second. But Eric Gordon's likely to miss 46 weeks um, with a knee injury. He has to get some sort of surgery on it. Ben McLemore is expected to start at $3,100. Um, P.J. Tucker, Austin Rivers, uh, Thabo Sevalosha should also get more run. But you're going to probably get, and well, actually, before we get into that, Daniel House Jr. is doubtful today with his back injury. So, no Eric Gordon. That's what, on average, 30 minutes per game, closer to 32. No Daniel House. That's 29.2 minutes per game this season. Ben McElmore is going to start today at the 3, and they've already said likely to start at the 3. He's going to have to play at least 32 minutes, if not more. If you can get 30-plus minutes out of any sort of player in um, in their 3100, it's usually a decent play especially if they're not just a wing shooting guard and this is going to be a guy playing the 3 pushing down to the 4 at times. Yeah, Ben McLemore today seems like one of the better values on the slate. You have a couple other really good values, underpriced guys um that are on back-to-backs that seem a little bit scary, but this guy he's potentially going to play 35 minutes at $3100. It's really hard to ignore that. Landry Shaman is out. He's going to be out for the foreseeable future, they said, with an ankle injury. Look, it's really going to depend on what happens here. If Paul George, he's also, so a lot of injuries, right, um, in L.A. for both teams. So Landry, uh, Paul George is questionable with a shoulder injury, potentially going to make his debut tonight. Obviously, that would hurt Kawhi's overall upside, Lou Williams, Manchus Harrell. If, indeed, Paul George does not return today, well, then Jermichael Green and Mo Harkless are in very good spots to see minutes bumps, and one of them should join the starting lineup in place of Landry Shaman. I would have interest in either one of them if they started. But if Paul George, who is questionable today, plays at 8,200, he seems like a fine option to get to at that price point if we thought he was going to play his full minutes. But I highly doubt Paul George is going to go out there and play 33 to 34 minutes. I'd be more um, likely to project him for somewhere in the 25-minute range. For the Lakers, Rondo is going to be out for rest. They said he would play last night, not play tonight. So Alex Caruso, who actually played 25 minutes last night, Caruso, uh, should continue to get more run. Quinn Cook and LeBron James also are impacted by that. Here's the big one. Anthony Davis last night gets injured. Now, these salaries for tonight's slate were priced before Anthony Davis got injured last night. He played most of the game. He comes out with a rib and shoulder injury, and they said he's unlikely to play today. He is doubtful. LeBron James, obvious huge usage boost for a guy who's priced nowhere near as if Anthony Davis was going to be out today. Kyle Kuzma, who played um, mid-20s in minutes last night, and he scores 23 real-life points. He seemed to be back to normal. He's only 4,100. He's not priced up. Dwight Howard, who played 20 minutes last night. Uh, Javel, uh, JaVel McGee played 11. So the main benefactories are in this order probably going to be LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, and Dwight Howard. Going to Minnesota, we talked about Jordan Bell. Shabazz Napier continues to be doubtful with his hamstring injury. Jeff T continues to be questionable with an illness. I have to look into what this illness actually is because it's been about two weeks now. Is this mono? I have no idea. Um, Andrew Wiggins is going to be the clear benefactor, and he has been. He's been controlling the point a ton. Jared Culver, to an extent. Trevion Graham got in the starting lineup last time, but he actually played less minutes than he has been playing. And then Josh Okoji played a lot of minutes and did absolutely nothing with them. And that's usually what you'll get from Josh Okoji every third game or so. So, No Napier, no Teague. If Teague misses, it's another huge Andrew Wiggins night, but he's priced at 7,900. So if you believe in what he's been doing over the last four or five games without these guards, well, then continue to play him because he'll probably score you 45-plus fantasy points. If you don't believe in it and you think he's just been getting hot from shooting, and that's not all that it is because his assist percentage is through the roof right now, then you should probably um, at least consider it. In Toronto, lots of injuries. Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka clearly remain out. Lowry being out once again, it's going to help Fred VanVleet start at point. He's only $7,100. I think that's a fair price point. Pascal Siakam and Norman Powell. Uh, Serge Ibaka being out, it's going to help Marcus Gasol and and Chris Boucher and also R.H. Day, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Here's the big one. O.J. Ananobi is out with an eye. He has a, a an eye bruise? I don't know, an eye contusion, they said? I, I don't know what that means. Um, I guess just a bruise on his eye, swelling? Who knows? Uh, seems like it would indicate you're sure or inhibit you from shooting, limit you. Um, so the benefactories are Norman Powell more minutes. Terrence Davis should continue to get dusted off. Probably Chris Bouchard a little bit. But the big one is Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson was... He started the second half for O.G. Ananobi in the last game, and O.G. got hurt. Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson scored close to 30 fantasy points, played close to 30 minutes. Um, I don't know what they do with the starting lineup. We'll see. But if they slide Hollis-Jefferson into the starting lineup in O.G. Ananobi's place— that's a really good spot to be. If they slide Terrence Davis in, then you have more interest in Terrence Davis. But RJ, RHD off the bench, should continue to see 25 minutes, somewhere around there, 24 maybe. So I like College Jefferson. I have to look more into the popcorn machine. But again, I will be having those minutes projected and updated and out. Today's seven-game slate should be out somewhere around 2 o'clock today. The projections for it will be linked up down below. You can hit Patreon. Um, you hit show more. If you hit show more in the description, it'll only just say what this video is about. But if you hit show more, the next thing that pops up is my Patreon. So those are all the injuries. Let's go over to the target offense sheet. If you're still listening, please hit that subscribe button. We're about to hit 15,300 subscribers today and maybe over 15,400. If we hit 15,000, let's see, let's see, I'm pulling it up right now. Maybe we can hit a goal here and then we can get these projections for NBA today totally free for people who do want to see them. So we are currently 27 people away from 15,300. If we hit 15,000, 400 subscribers today, so 127, I will open up the projections for free whenever we hit that. If we hit it five minutes before lock, I'll open it up then. Five minutes after, I'll open it up then for after lock. If we hit it three hours before somehow, uh, I will open it up then. So 15,400 is the goal. I will notify people via my Instagram if we do Instagram story. So be sure to follow me over there. All right. So we are now to the target offense sheet talking about and sheet today, you can see there's not a lot of totals out. <laughs> we have seven games and only three team totals, and that's because I got up at 5 a.m., and there was nothing out yet because there's a lot of injuries, and obviously the, the some of these lines don't even come out until right around now, so... We'll work with what we got so far. Looking at these seven games, starting in Charlotte and Memphis, man, nothing, I mean, for the most part, stands out completely. You have no uh, Grayson Allen, who has been out for a while, and there's been really no impact. Sometimes you get a Dylan Brooks hot shooting night, and he'll score you 28 to 30-plus fantasy points. Um, Jonas valentinus is probably the thing that stands out the most from either team here. Well, there's a couple of spots, where we'll talk about them. Joe Val continues to be cheaply priced. We saw him play 27 minutes for the second time this season. So it seems like this minutes limit is really only there on back-to-backs or maybe if they're playing three games in four days, something like that, right? But right now, Joe Val seems to be off his minutes limit, even if he only plays 25 minutes tonight, but I'm probably going to project him for 26 to 27. And if you get a 30-minute game out of Joe Val one of these nights, oh, he's going to absolutely smash that, especially against Charlotte where he's going to be defended by rookie pj washington for a lot of this game and then cody zeller for the other parts i'm not really worried about that so from memphis it really does stand out that it's Joe Val. the team total doesn't intrigue me 109.25 220 overall total the pace here is going to be one of the slowest in the slates this should not be a game that you're jumping up and down to get pieces of it's Joe Val uh, jaron jackson jr is still cheap if you continue to see him not get in foul trouble which he's done for about a game and a half now and he's really blown up because that's what he's going to do it's also a really good matchup for him directly against pj washington will actually be an interesting one to watch washington's been really well this year um jaron jackson jr and when he stays out of foul trouble he's played well so that should be an intriguing one to watch within this game on the Charlotte side of the ball, you have a super cheap—I mean, super cheap. Terry Rozier is in the mid-5K range. He has the toughest matchup on the slate probably today against Memphis. Memphis has been very good against guards this season, and also slowing down the pace really stinks. Um, so when you factor in his $5,600, what does he have to do for you there? Well, he has to score you like 28 fantasy points for you to feel good about it. And if he goes for 35, which we've seen him do multiple times this year— well, he's going to smash then. So actually I actually have slight interest in Terry Rozier. Terrible pace spot, terrible individual matchup. It's just betting on sure talent there that at $5,600, this is a $6,500 player and I'm getting him for $1,000 too cheap and it really helps me do other things in my lineup with that same type of potential. So from Charlotte, it's really just... Terry Rogier, Cody Zeller, I know the price point's down, but on, on a really deep center slate where there's a lot of value, I probably don't get there. And then Jonas Valanciunas is the main priority over on the Memphis side. Jaron Jackson Jr. a little bit. Orlando and Philly, um, we've seen this matchup so far, I believe, this year, but these are two of the better defenses in the league, if not the two best defenses in the league. So it's going to make it really difficult for me to want to get to anything here. Ben Simmons returned last night played a ton of minutes I would imagine they'd limit Ben Simmons on a back-to-back check later today Um, we already know that Anthony Davis is unlikely to play mainly because he got hurt last night but check these players who are coming off of injuries Kyle Kuzma is another one that worries me later in that game he's a nice value um, but you have to wait so late for that Lakers game today and they could easily say oh Kyle Kuzma's not going to play tonight he's been on a minute. limit he's coming off the injury why play him on a back-to-back after he played a lot of minutes last night 25 I believe they might say similar things for Ben Simmons. Either way, he's not one of my top priorities. Third toughest matchup on the slate, according to fantasy points allowed so far this season to the position. Um, the pace should be there. We don't have a total yet on this one. I mean, the things that stand out here are that Vooch's price is down and Embiid's price remains down. Embiid was what the number two scorer on the slate last night behind Trey Young. Vooch uh, continues to have really good games over the past three or so, and his price is yet to rebound because of his early bad start. But these guys are going up against each other, and they're two of the worst matches, matchups for each other. Uh, you're going to get Al Horford back from rest today. Um, I think that the way that I approach this game is it's two really good defenses. There's other spots on the slate on a 14-team, seven-game slate. I think I like Aaron Gordon once again because he's only 5,700. So, again, as I always say, if he hits two to three three three-pointers for you, he's going to smash a 6K price point. Really, he only has to hit one one three-pointer today. He has to score 28 fantasy points for you. To be okay in cash to win a tournament it's probably around 35 but you can get that from Aaron Gordon even in a difficult matchup his issue is he's going to have Tobias Harris directly on him and if he gets by Tobias Harris to ever try and get to the rim it's Al Horford and Joel Embiid so yeah that's a nightmarish matchup so Aaron Gordon relying on a shooting today seems scary but 5700 is okay decent enough to have slight interest in a player pool for me Nothing else from really Orlando stands out. Philly's out of the ball. I mean, it's Ben Simmons standing out against Orlando, which seems to be a favorable spot so far for guards, and he's not your stereotypical guard, right? Way, going to be way more dominant than Markel in His revenge game here, if you want to play that narrative, um, way more dominant than him. Or getting get past him. Same thing for DJ Augustine. Uh, Evan Fournier will be somewhat of a, a challenge, posed somewhat of a threat to uh, Ben Simmons. After that, don't really want to rely on Josh Richardson today in his shooting. Tobias Harris last night laid an egg for me in a spot that I thought was fantastic for him, moving to the four in a good matchup um, when Al Horford rested. But yeah, brutal spot. I, I think that I prioritize this game as. If you want some Joel Embiid, you get that. Then some Vooch, you get that. I think there's other spots. Them against each other is somewhat um, terrifying, but I'd, I'd take Embiid over Vooch there. And then Aaron Gordon uh, a little bit. Moving to Boston and Washington. Boston has the highest team total on the slate right now at 117.75. And they have a um, really good matchup down low against this Washington team. Really across the board, but against this Washington team down low. Starting on the Boston side of it, uh, I'll just go down low. We'll see what happens with Daniel Tice. He's doubtful. If Ennis Kanthar starts, look, I know he only played six minutes and screwed a lot of people in the last game, but if Ennis Kanthar starts and there's no Daniel Tice, he's going to play 24-plus minutes. Uh, Robert Williams will come off the bench. Maybe Grant Williams picks up a couple of center minutes, but... I would have interest in, in the, in the last game, Ennis Cantor did not start. I believe it was, he was coming off the bench, and he pretty much played six minutes because Tice played 22. Robert Williams was playing very well and played like 17. So then you get no center minutes for Ennis Cantor, and that's what happened in the last game. Um, if there's no Daniel Tice and Cantor starts, I do like Cantor. If Robert Williams starts, I like Robert Williams. So uh, we'll see what happens there. I think the most fairly priced player on this team is probably Jason Tatum at 7,500. Again, no Gordon Hayward for the foreseeable future. You have Jalen Brown, who has yeah, surely been fantastic, especially when Hayward's been out or Hayward off the court on on off tool data. But he's 7,300 now. I'd rather take Jason Tatum, who's going to play closer to the basket in a plus matchup at 7,500, than Jalen Brown playing further away from the basket, relying more on his shooting at 7,300. I know he'll pick up a lot of peripherals, but so would Tatum for $200 more. He's more consistent. Kemba's at a nice price point as well, below $9,000, 8600 has had success in this individual match against Bradley Beal in his career. So I think Kemba's a nice option as well. Marcus Smart priced up to 5800 I think I could avoid that, especially if he gets a lot of Isaiah Thomas on him. Speaking of, uh, yes, Washington. So you have some revenge narratives today. You have uh, some that actually hold weight. Again, I'm not going to factor these in, but if like you're just trying to think about it for fun, you have Mark Helfelt going back to Philly where they just like kind of said, screw you, and obviously it makes sense. We don't rely on your shooting. We'll get a first-round pick or a draft pick for you. Makes some sense. Shouldn't have as much vengeance. But the epitome of revenge narratives might just be Isaiah Thomas and what Boston did to him. Uh, Treated him just like a bag of rocks after he was like the entire franchise for a year and a half. So two years, whatever it was. So Isaiah Thomas going back there now. Probably going to be starting still in this minute's limit. So if you like revenge narratives, you bump up Isaiah Thomas to the top of your revenge narrative list. You cross him off and you roster him today. Um, But for me, I'm probably not going to get to too much of him. Just a really bad total at 108.75. Tougher matchup, of course, against Marcus Smart on the opposite side. You don't get much more more difficult matchups than Marcus Smart with increased minutes because of no Gordon Hayward going up against you. Bradley Beal's price point is nice. I prefer in this exact same game Kemba over Bradley Beal more than likely. Washington down low. Rui's coming off of probably his best game as a pro. I don't think I have to test that again, but size-wise, he's going to have a good matchup. And Thomas Bryant, if Ennis Cantor starts today, yeah, Thomas Bryant's definitely in play. For me, he's power forward eligible. We know Ennis Cantor is not great at defense. Robert Williams is still very raw. So the way that I prioritize this game is Washington, it's really just Thomas Bryant for me. The Boston side of it, I would go Jason Tatum, whoever starts at center, um, and then Kemba Walker in terms of priorities as of right now. And once again, as of right now, it is currently 5:42 a.m., so lots of time until then. Houston and the Clippers. We've yet to have a t- t- total on this game, but let me just tell you, this is going to be the highest projected game. The reason there's not a total is lots of injuries for Houston, and they're probably waiting the Clippers on Paul George. So I'm sure we'll get this total in a maybe a couple of hours. Um, but That said, I only imagine this is going to be the highest total on the slate. It's projected to be the fastest paced game on the slate. I would project this game. We've already seen it a couple times this year with Houston, 240s in total points. So yes, you're going to want to get pieces of it. James Harden is surely in play. Russell Wilson who has been somewhat disappointing, but now he's priced to be somewhat disappointing below $9,000. Once again, is surely in play. Uh, Ben McLemore at $3,100 is probably the best play from this team, even with Russell Westbrook. Westbrook, Keep saying Wilson. Russell Westbrook and James Harden here. I want a lot of Houston today. Um, you can pay up. We have LeBron James on a slate with no Anthony Davis, so is it as much of a necessity, even a, a good spot, to get to James Harden? I mean, he's probably going to score 60-plus fantasy points, and if it's tonight's an idea, it's five threes. Well, then he's going to score 75. So, yes, James Harden is clearly in play, even with LeBron James having no Anthony Davis next to him. LeBron played 37 minutes last night, second night of a back-to-back. You might see him um, take a little bit of time off tonight as well. I don't think it'll be anything major with no Davis, but a little bit. So, that being said, I like both of them tonight. Um, so, yes, James Harden is still in play. Yes, Russell Westbrook is still in play. Um, But $3,100 Ben Macklemore in a really positive spot. He's probably going to have as difficult as a matchup as it gets. But again, this is 2019 NBA where they don't really set up in the half court all that much and go one-on-one man-to-man defense until the NBA playoffs slash finals. Um, So... It's not because they don't like to play defense. A lot of these players actually do, and it's a bad stereotype around the NBA. It's mainly because they're just playing so fast that there's no time to set up. Like, they're not going—if you're not going ISO, and if you're going ISO, then it doesn't really matter what you're doing on defense because Ben McElmore is not going to ISO in this game. It'll be Westbrook and or Harden, if anybody. So— those three players stand out. Once again, I've been playing Clint Capella for like a week straight now. He stands out as having the best matchup on the slate. There's just really good spots here. Like, it's really tough to prioritize what I want from Houston because the salaries are all over the place. You have dirt cheap Lackamore. You have somewhere in the mid range, upper mid range in Clint Capella, and then top end Harden slash um, lower top end Russell Westbrook. So. If I have to do this like down in 30 kind of prioritize this for people, I'd probably go Ben McLemore one. I'd probably go Clint, Clint Capella two, then Harden, then Westbrook. Um, that's not the slight Harden or Westbrook. It's just way easier to get Ben McLemore. He might actually be a focal point, depending on the other value that opens up at $3,100 in a lot, a lot of my lineups today. we will see as the day goes on. I'm sure he'll get chalky and then he might actually be not worth it, but he's just going to play so many minutes today. I and mean, Clint Capella has not found a better matchup for himself probably this entire season, and he continues to be relatively cheap. On the Clippers' side of the wall, we really have to see what happens here. If Paul George is in, I don't expect him to play a ton of minutes, and he's really just going to screw a lot of things up when he's out there for Kawhi Leonard's overall ceiling, especially for where Kawhi is priced at right now. He's going to screw everything up for Lou Williams' overall value in Montrezl Harrell. So Harrell also priced at 7700 price point comes up over $1,000 just overnight. Um, so it's really hard to get to Harrell. If Lou, if Paul George is out, well, then, yeah, get to Kawhi if you would like. You can get to Lou Williams once again. It probably makes you Michael Green and or Mo Harcos, so which everyone starts, a very good play. But for right now, the Clippers are a spot I'm just not going to get to. Because I'm projecting Paul George to start and play somewhere in the mid-20s to upper-20s in minutes. So it's really just the Houston side of the ball, those four players that I touched on. Minnesota and San Antonio, cheap price points once again, 6,600 on LaMarcus Aldridge. He continues to just be underwhelming, and he's priced for what he is at this point, but we know what he can be, and we saw that a couple games back, 57 points. So at 113.25 team total, overall game total of 228.5. Starting with the Spurs, you continue to see the Marcus Aldridge price point cheap. So I'm going to get to him. I prefer the Marcus over everybody on this team because everybody else is just you're hoping that they get the minutes around 25, like Rudy Gay, like Dejounte Murray, and then they go off. So DeShante Murray should have a very good matchup individually today if you want to take stabs at it. I'm actually not against it, but on a seven-game slate, I think there's other spots you can go. Murray has not hit one of those big games in his limited minutes in a while, and that probably makes sense. It's really hard for a point guard, um, and again, he looks fantastic as a two-way guard. like Both sides of it looks amazing. I can't wait till this guy starts playing 32 minutes, and he's, he's a $9,000 player. But for right now, it's really hard to rely on him Some nights getting 19 minutes, right? 20 minutes at um, most lately. I know he's on this 24 or 26-minute count that he can get to, but we haven't seen in a little while. If you want to take a stab on it and you think it happens tonight, surely go for it. I prefer LaMarcus Aldridge the most from this team. And then, sure, you can get to DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan, at his price point, is just kind of like a meh play to me. I feel like I can go elsewhere, uh, whereas I see Marcus Aldridge as a guy who's going to play a lot of center minutes, even against Towns, who has been improving, but not nearly as good uh, as—or not nearly a shutdown center. So um, it's just Aldridge. You can take stabs on Murray. Not too much interest in DeRozan as of right now. Minnesota side of the ball, if Jeff Teague is in, it's a tough matchup for him. I actually have slight interest if Jeff Teague is out. It's also a really tough matchup for Andrew Wiggins, who's priced up now. So I think I avoid the price tag, although I think he's in a fine spot. You have a very cheap, because of the matchup, Carl Anthony Towns into the, the four-digit range, the 9K range. So there's going to be interest there for me for sure. Very difficult spot, of course, though. One of the more difficult matchups, bottom five matchup on the slate, but it's Carl Anthony Towns and he's priced for it. So Minnesota, it's just really Towns that stands out. Wiggins if there's no T at the sum of. And San Antonio takes stabs on DeJounte Murray if you want in this matchup, but it's mainly just at this price point, the Marcus Aldridge. Two games left to go, and then we go to my early interest. But um, the the Lakers in Golden State is going to be a really difficult one to kind of pinpoint. You have another revenge narrative here with R- Russell or D'Angelo Russell um, against the Lakers, and his price point is way too cheap. Like he's eighty one hundred dollars for a guy who just continuously drops fifty points because he's the only guy out there. Um, now there's no Damian Lee, another shooter on this team. It's for shooters on this team. It's literally right now D'Angelo Russell alec burks that's it jordan Poole um can try and shoot the ball has not been going too well for him same thing for glenn robinson Uh, i think we all know draymond green is not a shooter neither is willie collie stein it is literally just with now no damian lee because he was a shooter no alec it's just alec burks and d'angelo russell russell is going to continue to shoot 20 plus shots and if he has any sort of little fire under him because he's playing the lakers which he's already played in his career since that happened um it's a good spot for Russell on the Golden State side. You have Draymond Green, similar to um, similar to Terry Rozier, just underpriced by a lot. But Draymond Green playing closer to the basket in a positive matchup. But now no Anthony Davis. I think he's fifty six hundred dollars in this slate. So, yeah, it's really just those two players, the two main players on Golden State. Um, I think, obviously, we know Damian Lee. There's going to be more run for Alec Burks, more run for Jordan Poole. I'd rather get the Burks at 5,500. We know what he can do on a point-per-minute basis if he gets the minutes, and he should be able to tonight. I prioritize this Golden State team, D'Angelo Russell on a tier of his own, then Draymond Green on a tier of his own, and then you can take stabs at Alec Burks, Jordan Poole if you want. But I don't think you have to on this slate. The Lakers side of the ball. No Anthony Davis, ding, 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 ding. Keep an eye on Kyle Kuzma news. Again, he played a lot of minutes last night, scored 23 real-life points. Um, I think that means he scored somewhere in the high 30s to low 40s in uh, fantasy points, if I would imagine. I didn't check the final box score on him, but Kuzma at 4,100 is a really good play for a guy who, even if he just does what he did yesterday and plays 24 to 25 minutes, at 4,100, no Anthony Davis. He's going to get a lot more usage. Rebounding rates go up, right? Scoring overall should go up. But keep an eye on it because he's on the second night of a back-to-back there's a really good chance Kuzma just goes out there and plays 20 to 22 minutes. There's also a really good chance he feels really healthy and he plays 25 minutes once again or more. So Kuzma stands out. Obviously, LeBron James, LBJ, he's going to stand out with no Anthony Davis. He's prices if Anthony Davis is going to play today because they didn't change it in time. So yes, LBJ, LeBron James stands out a lot. He is the priority from the Lakers and then Kyle Kuzma for me. And then you can take stabs on Dwight Powell who played 20 minutes. He seems to be the guy ahead of ja- Javel McGee who only played 11 minutes last night. So I think that those are the really nice spots. If you want to take stabs at the Lakers value, Danny Green, things like that, I'm not against it. I'm just not really all for it. I think D'Angelo Russell is one of the best plays in the slate at his price point, and we can close that out. He has the best matchup on the slate tonight, and he's 8,100, and he's going to chuck 20-plus shots. <laughs> it's hard not to like that. Portland and Toronto. Not a lot stands out from the Portland side of the ball. Really not a lot at all. Like, you have Damian Lillard priced down a little bit. You have McCollum priced in that 6K range where he's been. You want to get to those guys, you can. I don't really want to get to Damian Lillard on this slate. He is like 1000 dollars more than D'Angelo Russell, and I know I'm already going to have them grading out similar to each other. I'm probably going to have Russell grading out in the um, like 46-47 to 47 point range and Damian Lillard grading out around 48-49. to 49. So it's just really tough to prioritize Lillard at that spot, especially when you have guys who are cheaper than him, like Bradley Beal and Kemba Walker on the slate by a decent amount. And a tougher matchup. Uh, no Kyle Lowry, obviously, but still a tough matchup for Lillard. So I'm not really too thrilled with a lot of the Portland side of the ball. See what Hasan Whiteside looks like tonight. Um, again, really tough matchup for him. It's really the Toronto side of the ball. that stands out for all the injuries they have. Good matchup, third best on the slate in terms of fantasy points allowed per game so far to the point guard position for Fred VanVleet. Price tag's up to 7,100, which seems steep for Fred VanVleet, but I don't think it is. I like that price tag. Siakam, his price tag's down into the 8K range, 8,700. I think he's a good play. And then who's all these fill-in guys, right? We'll see who starts. Terrence Davis has an opportunity to start in place of O.J. Ananobi. So does Rondae Hollis-Jefferson. Hollis-Jefferson would be the guy I prefer the most here. You saw Chris Bouchard play 22 minutes in the last game, primarily backing up but getting some run as well with Marcus all out. Um, I don't really want to go back to that. His price tag is up. So is Hollis-Jefferson's, but I think Hollis-Jefferson has the clearer route to 30 minutes. I mean, he played in a game where O.J. Ananobi played the first half and played uh, close to 16-plus minutes. You still have Rondé Hollis-Jefferson flirting with 30 minutes in that game after playing the whole second half. So my priorities from this game are kind of dependent on who starts, but it's probably Rondé Hollis-Jefferson. Marcus All has played 33 minutes in back-to-back games, and he's way too cheap for being a center-only guy. It kind of hurts a little bit with value, but... Priorities are probably um, in this one. Rondé Hollis-Jefferson if he starts for sure. But either way, I like him even at 4500 um, 4500 makes it a little bit diff- more difficult to get to him, but he's a priority. Pascal Siakam, Marcus And then Fred Van Leet on this slate because of all the guards I talked about, especially D'Angelo Russell, who's slightly underpriced. He drops down a little bit for me, but I do like that he's shooting guard eligible. Moving over to our early interest, if you're still listening on the audio version, hopefully you're having a good day. If you could really hit that five-star rating review, it helps me out a ton. Uh, we're about to hit 200 um, rates over there in the podcast. Whoa, uh, push that down a little bit too much. 200 rates over there on the podcast, which obviously helps a ton. So going through in um, just salary order, again, these are early interests. It is literally 13 hours, 13 hours and eight minutes until lock. These are going to change. We're waiting on a lot of injury news. I've got to do my projections. These are just things in the early morning that get my process going a little bit for the day. So do not just take these and plug them in and go. Yesterday, there's a ton of injury news that changed a lot of the slate, um, that changes all of these interests for sure. It allows you to get the cheaper guys, which allows you to get the more expensive guys, same guys on that team, get more usage, whatever it might be. Defensive matchups get better, uh, players are ruled out, whatever it might be. So we also don't have these game totals yet for half the games. LeBron James at the top talked about him already. Love that you could put him in just every single spot as a point guard, small forward eligible. He's $10,700. If you told DraftKings that Anthony Davis wasn't going to play, I think they would have probably priced LeBron at like eleven eight, somewhere around there. Carl Anthony Towns is just priced down so much because of the matchup. He's $9,300. Carl Anthony Towns, if he just drops his average 50-point game here, and yes, his average 50-point game and stays out of foul trouble, he smashes a $9,300 tag. But we know that this guy with, um, and he's I think he suffered a little bit with Teague out there in terms of just people being able to create for him whatever it might be in terms of pick and roll. Um, not really somebody who does that that often, um, but I think just overall assist rate is hurt when Wiggins is the guy leading your team at the ball. Uh, even though he's been doing well fantasy wise, it's not great for creating shots for other people as opposed to Jeff Teague. I don't think anybody's going to debate that Teague is a better creator for his teammates than Wiggins. So $9,300, $17,600 on fantasy draft. I think he's a better plan DraftKings, Kings, um, but you can get there on either site. Pascal Siakam at 8,700 seems fine. 16000 on fantasy draft. I don't know how much of a priority is he is on this slate. Usually when Pascal Siakam is going under-owned, like less than 15% owned and projected ownership, and he's in the 8K range, I usually get to a ton of him uh, you just at the end of the day, just based on the way that my process works. 36 minutes per game out of a guy who's just going to smash a 1.2-plus fantasy point-per-minute matchup in a fair matchup here. I mean, who's going to be starting at the 4th for Portland? Like Mario Hazonia, like Anthony Talbert. Who Who is scaring you there out of those guys? Not many people. DeAndre Russell I've already voiced my opinions here he's a shooting guard eligible point guard that it's just so good you could put him in the shooting guard spot he'll probably play a minimum of 32 minutes if not closer to 35 minutes today since they're not on a back-to-back $8,100 on DraftKings 14900 on Fantasy Draft it's just all the usage in the world for a guy in a positive matchup um, it's really good it's really good spot no Rondo which honestly might hurt him because Rondo's just terrible at defense but no Rondo he's unrest no Anthony Davis it's just a nice spot for D'Angelo Russell this game should stay closer because of no Davis and uh, also Draymond green being back clint capella at 7400 i like this price range for him there's not a lot of guys in the seven that i think are appropriately priced or in good spots but we know clint capella's ceiling his median has been coming out as of late and the price point just hasn't moved enough like lately he's been performing as like a 77 seven, eight thousand dollar player and i would have no interest there because i think you're paying for the tag then but 7400 i think there's some value in it Fourteen thousand four hundred on fantasy draft fred van levleet at 7100 uh a little bit tougher to get to him when Ben Simmons is three hundred dollars less at sixty eight hundred, and Simmons can fit into a lot of your lineup positions with small forward eligibility. But I think Vliet is still okay at seventy one hundred. He's playing thirty eight point two minutes per game at twenty one point three percent usage rate is always only going to continue to increase. Shooting guard eligible for a guy who's filling in for Kyle Lowry here in a positive matchup against Portland. Ben Simmons has some interest on in me at 6,800. I would prefer getting to LaMarcus Aldridge for $200 less at 6,600. Again, somewhat different positions there. Aldridge is also $200 less on fantasy draft, so you're getting a better deal on him there compared to Simmons, but still a good deal regardless. Simmons is just a tough matchup. But I don't think Ben Simmons should ever be this cheap. $6,800 for a guy who more times than not goes out there and will score you 35 fantasy points even on a bad night is, is clearly too cheap. So Simmons is in play for me, of course. The fact that you can put a point guard of Simmons in a small forward spot is such a good line of construction and overall ceiling move, right? It's really difficult to ever envision envision yourself uh, being able to get like five point guards into your four point guards into your lineup, shooting guard, guard eligible spot, right? And then getting yourself four centers into your lineup with the power forward spots or whatever it might be uh, and, and just making the upside go through the roof for your lineup. You can do that when you have Simmons at this cheap of a price point. Marcus Aldridge, 6,600. I like him here. I like the matchup. Look, I mean, Robert Covington's been really good down low. Cat's been improved down low. This Minnesota overall defense down low compared to their guards, and a lot of that is just because of injuries, but they've been improving a ton this season. They're up pretty much like eight spots to this point in a lot of statistics. Turnover rate is through the roof. Robert Covington, big reason why. Cat's been more active on defense. He's had his best defensive season in his career, and that was one of his vouches. So a tougher matchup for Aldridge, who has not been as good this year, but he's priced for it, so I like that. Um, getting down to the bottom of the sixth game range, Jonas Valanciunas is fine. He's priced up on fantasy draft to 12300 above Simmons and above Aldridge. I'd rather have Aldridge there for a guy who's going to play probably 10 more minutes a night on average. Or eh, it's probably closer to like six or seven more minutes a night on average. But Val is still a good spot against Charlotte. I just don't really think anybody can stop him there. Um, here's the guys who are just too cheap on the slate. Draymond Green and Terry Rozier. I mean, these guys are priced around Alec Burks um, somewhat um, like in those guys in that range. I think Draymond Green would rather have than Terry Rozier tonight. A uh, really good matchup. Again, no Anthony Davis. Uh, Draymond's probably going to play closer to 30 plus minutes a game. Power forward eligible. Terry Rozier, point guard only, I believe. $5,600. Um, $100 less also on fantasy draft. Better bargain there between the two of them. But it's and barely $100 off. It's really tough to trust Terry Rozier in this matchup, but again, it's $5,600. He doesn't have to do much for you. Alec Burks is 5500 I have him in yellow because why would I go to Alec Burks at 5500 when I can get to Terry Rozier, a starting point guard at 56 or I can get to Draymond Green at um, 56 so... Tough to get the Burks relative to other positions like Draymond Green on the same exact team. Marcus Alls at 5500 This is just too cheap cheap of a price tag if Gasol is going to continue to play 32-plus minutes, and I think he will. I think his bottom number today is 32, and his top number somewhere in the 35-minute range. And it's really tough to get away from that against Portland um, in a matchup that actually is okay for Gasol in a good rebounding spot. Norman Powell at 4,900 continues to play huge minutes with no... And it's only going to get more with no OG out there. With no uh, Kyle Lowry, he continues to play huge minutes. Going to continue to get up there. He's still a good value. Willie Coyle sign at 4,900. No Anthony Davis, he becomes a nicer value, but not somebody I really trust all that much. Like again, I'd rather get to Draymond Green at fifty six hundred on his same team, who's more of a versatile and easier to get to a floor and ceiling game for him compared to Willie cauley Stein. Even with no Anthony Davis out there, Isaiah Thomas I put on here in yellow. I don't actually have that much interest in Isaiah Thomas today. He's ten thousand dollars over on fantasy draft, too steep of a price point for me. Forty nine hundred on DraftKings is where I would go. Um, point guard, shooting guard. I think he's only actually point guard eligible, but. Look, his minutes have been a little bit capped. He's been really good when he plays this year. He's got a 29.2% usage rate, which is absolutely insane for his price tag. He's going up in Boston. I just really put him on here to mention once again that this is like the epitome of revenge narratives. So we'll see if I get to him later in the day. If he's starting, maybe there's some more interest. Jaron Jackson Jr. at 4800 is still too cheap if the guy stays out of foul trouble. Rondé Hollis Jefferson's 4500 He's already priced up, which is a little bit of a concern compared to some other guys in the slate. The Lakers guys, Ben McLemore. But Hollis Jefferson should see thirty minutes of run, and he's been usually close to a point per minute producer in his career. Dwight Howard sees a bump up with no Anthony Davis out there. Kyle Kuzma, I really want to see what happens with Kuzma here because he might start at the four tonight um, with no Anthony Davis, and if he does, he's a small forward who can move from in your lineups from power forward spots to the small forward spot, get another power forward in your lineup, and he's only forty one hundred dollars, which. I think it's clearly really cheap, but we have to see what happens from last night where he played about 25 minutes. He's at a 25.3% usage rate this season so far, which is really good. And now no Anthony Davis on the court, chilling go up. Ben McLemore at 3100 $6,000 flat minimum on fantasy draft, $100 above the minimum on DraftKings Seems to be the smash play today. He's, shoot, he's shooting guard and small forward eligible. So throw him into your shooting guard spot. You have a $3,100 player who's going to play in a really high total game and a high pace game, highest projected pace game on the slate for me. 110.6 possessions per team. And there's a really good chance. They already said he's probably going to start. Really good chance he plays 30 minutes as a minimum number. Um, And even if he's giving you the worst point-per-minute production that he possibly can, it's hard to imagine he doesn't score 20 fantasy points in that type of a game environment and with the upside of more. So that's my early interest. That's where I'm at right now. I think the... Um, a couple of my the things that I pull are getting updated right now from the websites I pulled them from, so the usage of minutes per game um, disappeared for now, but I'll, I'll update those obviously for the projections and things like that. So before you leave, you hit the subscribe button. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Salvetri Show, the audio version Salvetry YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter, at DFS. Follow me on Instagram as well. I will post in my story if we hit the 15,400 subscriber goal today, and if we hit that, we're probably about 115 away by this point. I will open up the projections for free. You guys can test them out. I'll open up the ones from last night for free as well, if you're interested. So my name is Sal Edry. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I'm going to shoot the Thursday night football video now, and then we'll be on our way. So peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few, if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.